Moving to a new place and having to start over was hard enough, but this... This is worse than anything I could have imagined. It started with me waking up, screaming, covered in sweat. Night after night after night, this happened. Then, I found the diary. It was from whomever lived in my room before me. The things she describes in this diary are truly terrifying. But the most upsetting thing is the absolutely bone-chilling account of her encounters with him. With a man she calls Freddy. I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We'll tear your soul apart. Podcast of the Dead. Hello, everyone. This is Podcast of the Dead, the podcast about all things horror-related. And happy Pride! It's the last week of Pride. I'm Zach Palmer. Sitting next to me is Isaac Wright. Hello. And joining us from the gayest void that's ever gayed is Chrissy Beetle. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so this week uh, is the first time we're talking about a sequel, but we'll get to that in a second. First, we're going to talk about some horror news. Oh, shit. What news you got for us? Uh, well, the first thing that we're going to talk about is Bruce Campbell. It was Yay! his birthday yesterday. Happy B Day. Which uh, Happy is Bruce. <laughs> Happy Bruce Day. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which yesterday for us would have been June twenty second. So uh, happy birthday, Bruce. You said someone broke in his truck. Oh, that, yeah, that was a few days ago. Oh, was um, it? <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking I thought it was on his birthday. I'm like, man, some, yeah, someone's a dick. God, that would have sucked <laughs> yeah. if it was on his birthday. But yeah, somebody he broke in. Have offered the guy of healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on Twitter he posted a picture of somebody who uh, bro- had broken into his truck and uh, he said he offered to pay for their medical treatment because he was pretty sure their hand was messed up because it was a very broken uh, window in his, I assume, F-150. <laughs> But, Big old uh, Bruce truck. But yeah, as as Chrissy had said before, we don't we don't deserve Bruce. <laughs> no, we don't deserve Bruce Campbell as a as a human race. The human race doesn't deserve Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I'm but glad uh, we he, have him though. True. But uh, yeah, he went golfing. That was. Part of his birthday, um, and he uh, he turned sixty. He's the big six zero now. So that's wow. that's cool. Uh, anyway, uh, there is going to be another sequel to what did you uh, to Halloween. What it's, did you tentatively title it? <laughs> <laughs> I called it Halloweener. Uh, uh, this is so they're going to call it Halloween Two. It's a sequel to Halloween Two Thousand Eighteen. So there's three Halloween Twos now. There's th- yeah. third Halloween too, but here's my logic to it. It's if it's a sequel. So Halloween 2018 is supposed to be a sequel to the original Halloween, which would make it Halloween two already. How so when this it Halloween two, if it's Halloween three. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's Halloween three. It's not Halloween two. Shh, fuck you. And then they'll make a remake of Season of the Witch and call it Halloween four. Fuck you, Blumhouse. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't suggest that to me. Yeah, don't, don't, if they listen to this, they'll do it. Oh, man. Oh, we should yeah. think of a lot of things that they should do that. 
<laughs> yeah, like not uh, title it Halloween Two and give it an original title. Make another Basket Case sequel. No. <laughs> Wait, what? Not make this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not make movies in general for a while and see where you are at the end of it. Maybe maybe see if this was just a phase how of your about, life. How about not remake Black Christmas? Yeah, how about please. you not do that? Well, I am emphatically down for them not do, to do. They're not also do. planning a Scream remake. Just yeah, so we were talking know. about that. I'm still pissed off. Mm-mm, I'm still no, pissed off about mm-mm. it. No, angry. Third season of the of the TV series needs to come out first. <laughs> does, does it, though? Yes, I need it in my does, life. Does it? I'll watch it, but so <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to enjoy any of it. Uh, uh, speaking of a long litany of uh, remakes and sequels, uh, the Jaws shark is being restored. Yay! Uh, which is cool, I I, I guess. I, I don't know. It's pretty cool. We actually had, uh, Isaac and I had an old boss who uh, worked for a company that did the hydraulics on the Jaws shark, the original cool. one. Hey, uh, Carl. Hi, Carl. <laughs> You're not listening. Of course his name is Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's being restored by about? The Walking Dead's Greg Nicotero, who is the, I think, most of the... Uh, special effects guy behind the new Creepshow series. Sick. Nice. Good old Greg Nicotero. He's done some cool shit. That's really cool. I wish they would put the Jaws shark in Walking Dead. That'd make the show. <laughs> oh my god! That would, yes, that would give the show a lot more depth. <laughs> yeah. Then it'll be like uh, that fucking Italian film zombie. Yeah, I was thinking about that the yeah. other day. I want that to be one of the next movies we do. Oh yeah, yeah oh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, but. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be a whole fucking thing covering Italian oh, B yes, horror please. movies. That's a whole episode. Hell That's a yeah. whole series of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, that movie's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and the zombie wins! Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, but that's... God, but yes, thank you. That's a good idea. Yeah, no, I, I was going to talk about... Well, again, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> anyway, uh, this isn't necessarily horror-related, but we did... I mean, since it is Pride Month and we have been covering a lot of uh, gay history... And this has been on say. everyone's mind yeah. recently. Let, let's talk about that new Evangelion dub uh, and uh, the new subs as well that they put with it. Fucking... Oh, yeah, just for context, uh, my girlfriend Christian and I tried watching it last night. Couldn't get through f- the first episode. It made the it took the f- entire feel of Eva away, and just it was bad, and we didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's Stephen tried watching it. We hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it's why did they even bother? Yeah, I guess Netflix but... did it to cut corners. They didn't. Want How does that to cut in cut... corners? They didn't want to pay for the original dub and the original subs. What? So they did it themselves because it was technically cheaper. That's fucking And even stupid. though the original dub act voice actors, the original dub voice actors offered to do it for them, offered to redub it for them, they declined and got a Misato who sounds 40 and a Ritsuko. I hate Misato. Ritsuko sounds like she's 12 and Misato sounds 40. I didn't even listen to the English dub. I, I just... Did the Japanese, but I because I had watched it in Japanese originally, but uh, I'm I'm not being a snob. I promise. <laughs> it's fine. You're <laughs> among uh, friends here, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not for you. There are other people listening to this. Okay, uh, they're friends too. <laughs> but uh, I I just I don't know. Like when I got to I I had to specifically I wanted to get specifically to that part with. Uh, uh, Kwaru and, and Shinji in the 
the bath, mm. and I, I wanted to see if they had changed the, the subs as well, to see if they changed that, because I didn't know if they had changed the subs as well as the English mm. dub, like what they were actually saying in the English dub, and they did. Yeah. And, they then, did. and if you're not sure what we're talking about, the big gripe is that there's a scene between Kwaru, if you don't know who Kwaru is, he's he's a one of the he's the fifth child in the whole the whole like lore that is Evangelion. But also an angel, it turns out. Yeah, he's him. an angel and it's a it's whole a thing. Year old <laughs> anime. It's like a twenty three year old anime. We could spoil yeah, it. Yeah, no one no one's e- Evangelion is com- is convoluted. It's complicated to explain the plot, but essentially he's him and Shinji, the main character, they have like this uh, this conversation in the bath, and what he originally says in the bath, uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with the Japanese can be interpreted as as like, uh, but I, it was intended to. It, there, there's a conversation that they're having. And he says it means I love you is what Koharu says to Shinji, and then later it plays into Shinji saying nobody's ever said I I love you to me before, which also is a big con like it's a commentary on his relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that, that that's a whole thing. But when they they changed it to uh, I like you, which completely changes the whole thing because then he says later nobody's ever said I like you, like, which, not, which totally like, it's also like he said I was worthy of his grace. Like no, you're fucking gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in 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 the manga, it's a very like explicitly gay interaction that they have and and that was in in auto in intended him to be gay so i i don't know the whole thing just seems really like netflix trying to gay wash the whole thing like it doesn't seem like they're trying to to put something in there that was originally supposed to be in there they're changing the whole context of the whole thing they're doing it just to to appease the fucking nerd boys that did hate that moment yeah there were people that didn't like that part yeah it's it's such an important part of the whole Straight series. I don't understand. Like, how... well, yeah, because the thing is, is, if they if they acknowledge that Shinji is at least experimenting with homosexuality, then they have to acknowledge that within themselves, Isaac, because they have to relate to Shinji. That's the whole thing. They have to awaken something in themselves, but that they didn't understand before. I have met anime nerds that deny the fact that JoJo is one of the gayest animes to exist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately have not watched a lot of JoJo, but I've seen some memes. So I've, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen no JoJo at all, but I think I'm going to keep it that way because I think it's hilarious just to get it out of context. I'd love to get it out of context and just and just see see it, like try and put it together in my head, but never actually watch it. I it's great. Anyway. <laughs> Why did Netflix make it the straight? Why did they pander to the straight? And, and you, you said Ash, and you said you were talking about that. Um, that this has been a trend of just kind of just just the media just trying to basically erase more gay themes a lot from a lot mm. of different types of media. Um, do, do you know of any other examples specifically? Like, no, I no, really... no, 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 that's not what I said. I didn't say it was a trend. And then, oh, okay. I, I'm not going to say it's not a trend. Yeah, true. But I don't have any specific yeah, examples. I, I what I said is you. Ash called it gay erasure, which oh. I think was a good term yeah. to use for it. That, I, uh, I would, I'd say that as well. Yeah. Uh, Con- they did it with Constantine. Did they? They did it with that show because Constantine is canonically bisexual. Yeah. And the, write- the writers said, yeah, we won't have John having any male interactions only female well that's yep yeah, that guy's an asshole though. 
Yeah. Because DC were like, yeah, can they've started doing it in the comics as well. In recent publications, they've kind of straight washed Constantine. Oh, that sucks. And this is what we mean when we say no corporations are your friend. True. <laughs> when they when yeah. they put on airs that they're that they're gay friendly, but then they do shit like this. It's we, that's all. That's what we're talking about. We're saying that the, the they do a lot of virtue signaling, signaling, yes, but they're not actually they're not actually doing anything productive. In fact, they're being harmful to the community as a whole. They're doing everything yeah. that they're doing for money. They want your money. Exactly. Mm. And if they think gay erasure is going to get them more money, then they'll do it. They don't fucking care. And one of the worst things about this is uh, they did this, A, during Pride Month, and B, they might have just done it because they knew it would get a lot of talking about it on the internet. That's unfortunately maybe true. That's Netflix's business model is it depends on how many eyes they get on a property when they put something new out. That's why they kept the Babadook in the LGBT thing for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because it was getting all of that attention. So, yep. Netflix is not uh, n- n- not conscious of real shit as any other co- corporation <laughs> is. <laughs> they aren't woke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? They're fake woke. Yeah, the corporation doesn't really care. Yeah. But anyway, we'll move on from that for a second. And I just want to talk a little bit about something that we've, uh, we've been talking about in the news sections a lot. So I felt like since I had seen it, I would give y'all a little taste, a little, a little, a little, a little, uh, little finger in, and get, get a little taste of. Oh, a little finger. Yeah. Little finger <laughs> <action>. <laughs> uh, 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 is it a is it a robot doll finger? Uh, yes, it is. Um, and oh, poorly acted and. Okay, so I saw Child's Play. Let's just boil it down to I saw Child's Play. I was not a fan of it. Now there's a, uh, a few reviews that we've seen that have said, you know, as a standalone movie, it would be pretty good. <laughs> the big failing of it is that. Chucky is a big part of it, and it's a child's play movie. I'll give it to him if the if the killer wasn't Chucky. Um, none of the none of the performances are necessarily terrible, except Chucky's. Uh, I have some gripes about that, which I'll address in a second. But none of the performances. I thought you partic- said gripes, but I thought you said grapes. I have some some grapes about that. And that's all I'm ever going to say ever again. Yeah, I was about to say that's a that's a good word substitution. Um, but no, the. Uh, is it Audrey Plaza or Aubrey Plaza? Aubrey. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, but anyway, her, her performance is pretty good. Uh, the, the kids in the movie, their performances are decent. I like the cop a lot. He was a good character. Uh, definitely trying to relate to the youngins at one point, and you're just like, no, no, you're, you're still the police. Please back away. Um, but so th- none of the acting was bad. Uh, a lot of the effects were pretty good. There were some cool death scenes. Um, but unfortunately, the big failing is Chucky as a whole, and what it spoiled it in the first five minutes. Because the whole way that he becomes evil is that there's a worker in the factory in somewhere in an Asian country where Chucky's being produced, and there's a worker that's daydreaming. And then the manager comes over and is like, "What? Are you daydreaming again? Fuck it, that's it. You're out of here. You finished that last doll, and you get off the premises. Blah 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 blah. You go back to the streets where I found you." And you're already like, okay, cool. So he just takes off all the inhibitions off of this one Chucky chip and just makes him to where he can curse and he has no, like, <laughs> protocols to, like, stop him from hurting people. That's it. That's, That's the reason stupidest, why he's Chucky. It's the stupidest premise. Yeah. But they should have done voodoo. Yeah, exactly. It would have been so much cooler. But so, as a result, Chucky play Mark Hamill, the voice actor for Chucky in this new movie, plays Chucky exactly like you would think with that premise in that he just plays him like a robot. And he's like a robot that's learning things about, like, 
Andy and, and the family and stuff like that, and he learns he doesn't like his stepfather, and so the stepfather is one of the first humans he kills, and, you know, he learns that, you know, he's getting, I, and, yeah, I hate you, Mom, you're making me do homework, and so then that's why he, like, goes after the mom, and then the cat scratches him one time, and this is this is useful consumer information for those people who don't like animal stuff in movies. They do kill a cat in this, and it is kind of gory, oh, and I'm upset I'm about it. Going. Yeah, exactly, fuck that. I hate that shit in movies. So... Um, just like there's that one website out there that always tells you if the dog dies, uh, this is my contribution yeah. to the world and saying if you don't like animal death, don't see the new child's play <laughs> because I, I this website know. probably already exists, but we should make one called the cat dies or yeah, if the cat dies. I think that yes. that sister site too. If the dog dies, yes. <laughs> when the dog dies, I, when they threatened that in it with the cat, uh-huh. I was ready to walk out. Yeah, the the one of the only horror movies I had watched before I got really into horror was uh, Drag Me to Hell, because I loved um, Sam Raimi and I like uh, Evil Dead a lot. (laughs) But then it got to the point where they're about to kill the cat, and I'm just like, nope, fuck you, and turned off the film before the cat even died. So I was just like, nope. I like Drag Me to Hell, but yeah, that is, uh, it's an upsetting scene. Yeah. (laughs) But so anyway, I guess if if you're interested enough in the property, and you, you, you like... See, and that's, I was about to say, if you like Chucky, this isn't Chucky. Chucky's usually funny. Right. Um, he normally has a personality, and he's normally like a killer. In this, he just, his funny shtick is that he regurgitates curse, regurgitates curse words that the kids around him say. Like, someone calls him a dickbag, and he's like, dickbag. And they're like, uh, he, he's not supposed to curse. So it's dumb. And then the stupidest line in the movie is they're try, they, he's like making a stabbing motion, and one kid's like, hey, make him say, uh, I, I, this is for Tupac. And and so later then when he stabs the step, he's like, this is for Tupac. And he oh. stabs him. Yeah. Enjoy. I hate it. <laughs> so, See, Red Letter Media tried to sell me on it. Because <laughs> Jay Bauman could sell me ice. He could, he, could, he could sell me like something. He could sell me as piss as like beer. And I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, all right, Jay. <laughs> but... Yeah. I'm glad you turned me yeah. away. From this is why this is why you form your own opinions. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh no, it's just because of the fact that I trust Bauman. For sure. Yeah, but there's choices. I mean there's a lot of like I'll, I'll say real quick, AVGN did a review on King of the Monsters, the Godzilla film, and uh, he didn't like it that much, and mm. he, he had like all these gripes about it. And I was I I trust AVGN a yeah, lot. J- James I'm, normally has a lot of good opinions yeah. on movies and stuff, but yeah. I mean he, he's just like everyone else. He has and his he's own a opinion. He's a huge Godzilla fan. Yeah. he's a giant Godzilla fan, so I thought he would like it, but I, he didn't like it. I was just like, well, whatever. I liked it. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, yeah. Like what so you like, guys. Like what you like. I wasn't expecting that one to like it. <laughs> I was actually kind of surprised. Well, like I said, um, I think that's about all I have to say on it. Like I said, see it if you if you want to see a, just like uh, a fun horror movie that's out. I mean, it's come out before Midsummer. We don't have Midsummer yet. If you like the Annabelle series, the new Annabelle's not out yet. So I mean, this is something to get you in in between there. Have we have we come up with a stupid rating system yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I just feel like either they're good for a multitude of reasons or they're bad for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, I'm it- going to throw this one in a they're bad category. Okay, uh, we're going to give it two and a half dead cats. Uh, no, please. <laughs> details, details later. I'm gonna make Boris scratch one of your toes for that. Oh, he's already scratched the shit out of my hands. Oh, so good. All right. Well, I'll that's just keep doing the job. He's a good boy, though. I like him. He's he's great. Anyway, now for the main thing. Yay! Podcast of the dead. 
Hey, hey, Zach here. Just a quick reminder to follow us on social media. Uh, that would be at PC of the Dead on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Podcast of the Dead is our Facebook page. And then if you want to email us about either movie suggestions or just to talk, then you can reach us at podcastofthedead at gmail.com. If you want to contribute to the show in a monetary way and want to help us make better content in the future, then you can also go to our Patreon and contribute there. Uh, The easiest tier is just First Blood, which is a dollar a month. And that is patreon.com slash PC of the Dead. And now, back to Nightmare on Elm Street 2. This week we're talking about what was once described as the gayest horror film ever made. (laughs) We're talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Has anything Mm. outgayed it? Oh, I I don't know. Probably. (laughs) Nightbreed? True. Nightbreed is is pretty subtextually gay. Yeah, I was about to say, in undertones, maybe not like as flamboyant as this one. This doesn't have subtext. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was claimed to have subtext, but it's not. It's not <laughs> subtext. It's it's fairly overt uh, in many ways, and uh, we'll talk about that. So uh, we talked about a Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one already. So this is actually the first sequel we've ever done. It is. Yay! Um, Even though we still keep having to do Texas Chainsaw Two, we'll get to that. We'll get to we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Shut up! Stop! Stop hounding us! We'll get to that one person. (laughs) Jonathan, Jonathan's only ever asked politely as well. He's only ever asked politely. That constitutes hounding in Zach's book. Hounding us. Anyway, then what the fuck are the people doing posting about the Bye Bye Man doing to us? Uh, destroying my psyche every turn. That's what they're doing. Uh, but Stephen. let's talk about the the plot of of Freddy's Revenge real quick. Obviously, we talked about Nightmare, uh, where at the end we supposedly think that Freddy is gone, and you know until the like fake ending the the surprise ending uh at the end but uh then we learn that uh, he's coming back in kind of a different way this time he's mm-hmm. he's b- basically uh possessing a kid mm-hmm. yeah it's, uh, a very, it's a very different way to see how freddy would attack a victim because he's definitely attacking the victim from the inside is yeah. essentially what you're getting from and he's both. not trying to kill the victim like he was with nancy right mm-hmm. he's or basically using right he's He's using him as a conduit, mm-hmm. uh, essentially, uh, to perform his killings. But it starts out basically as like sort of a possession, right? He's using sort of him thing. Him as a human condom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, he uh, he possesses a kid named Jesse Walsh, uh, and Jesse is uh, the the new kid in town. Uh, he do, his parents moved into the uh, was it that they moved into um, they moved into Nancy's house Nancy's yeah, house they moved yeah. into the Thompson house yep yeah so they moved into the the old Thompson house the good old Thompson house and it still, still, has, still has bars on it yeah, yeah it still right. has the bars. Yeah. and fucking <laughs> you get the sense later they talk about it that the realtor did not disclose oh, yeah. to them what all happened in that bad house. realtor <laughs> not a good, bad bad realtor bad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there, there are a whole bunch of things basically happen that there's like kind of poltergeist activity that happens yeah. around the house, uh, mostly involving fire. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of fire in this movie. <laughs> yeah, anytime Freddy is about to appear, something the temperature just like ups itself, like yeah. you know, fucking which got, I think like is, ten or twelve degrees, or something right? Like that. Which I think has to do with his boiler room right. layer mm. sort of thing. <laughs> I think that's 
that has his, everything. His boiler room that. outfit, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so, like, the toaster catches on fire. And the funniest scene oh, I love in the movie, scene. to me, is the fucking bird. <laughs> yeah, one of the parakeets dies, and then the other one just goes nuts, and it's hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it it's more than it was dreaming. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was the 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 parakeet was sleeping. That was that was basically the whole thing. But the, the it's not that it dies. It's not that it goes crazy. It's that it flies around the room and then bursts into flames. <laughs> and then they blame Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I never understood that. I was like, why? Well, how can you blame him for this? <laughs> He's yeah, standing there. Oh, He's standing the there in awful. terror with you. Like he the wouldn't have been is... there if if he'd done it or he'd be laughing. <laughs> yeah, the dad in this is terrible. He's just stupid. Like, he keeps thinking Jesse's on drugs. And he just, <laughs> like, yeah, no, he sees the toaster burst into flames. He puts it out. And then he's like, oh, it wasn't plugged in. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> he's very much a finger pointer, that yeah. dad. He's, he's basically playing, because the dad is Clue Gallagher. He's basically just playing Burr in Return of the Living Dead, which was his character in Return of the Living Dead. He's just playing yeah, him, already... but, more, but more dad-like. Yeah, we already decided that um, Bert is uh, short for Bertholomew, by the way. <laughs> uh, realistically, Bert is what I think short for like Berthold or something like that, right? I, have no I, think. I, don't I didn't know, know if it was short for anything. I don't know. I, sometimes it's just Bert. I thought, yeah, I thought some and parents people, just wanted to be mean to their kids and name someone Bert. If you're named Bert, you're suspect. <laughs> but it's your parents' fault, really, yeah. more than anything. You can um, rise above being named Bert. But yeah, I mean, there's uh, the synopsis is not really the important part of the movie. I mean, it's it's really that he gets he gets possessed, and then there's a whole bunch of shit that happens, and people get killed by uh, what they think is Jesse, uh, but it's actually just like him being possessed by Freddy, and then he takes over his whole body. And that, then... that was one question I had when um, basically there is no more Jesse, and he's Freddy on the outside, or at least we see Freddy. Mm. Do they see Jesse? I don't know. They don't explore that part, and I was curious. I think when he finally takes over his body, it's just Freddy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, I mean, there's a scene when he kills Ron. I was wondering, okay, so, like, when he was killing him, was he just Jesse? Or was he Freddy? From what I understand it, he was. He looked like Freddy. Oh, okay. From, from what I understand, it's basically that thing where Freddy got pulled into the real world because he's possessing this kid, and when he finally takes over his body entirely, he also takes a physical form. Okay. That's what I understand it as. All right. Um, yeah, Not really the, important, but I, yeah. it was just kind of a cool. It is. It's an interesting uh, thing to bring up, like mm. on a like a. A, a lore standpoint sure. um but yeah that's like we said the story's not really the important part it's really the rest of the stuff like the other it, it, the, kind of the behind the scenes stuff too that we want to talk mm. about that's the important stuff but um, freddie himself as always takes center stage yeah that's <laughs> the, uh well first we want to talk about this is uh it, it it is also that whole thing with horror movies in the 80s especially slashers where they were getting them out really quick oh yeah that's right uh, like we talked about when we were talking about friday the 13th we were talking about how quickly they were taking those sequels uh around the way and how many <laughs> came out in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. uh this was released the year after the first one mm-hmm. so which is were they working on them concurrently because how else would you it's amazing that they were able to pull an entire movie together in one year then well that's crazy they did that with um I don't think they did this with this. They did this very quickly after when they realized how much money a night oh. the first one made. But, like, in terms of 
sequel. I mean, you were doing that with Assassin's Creed for a while. Yeah. In terms of literal, like, sequel bullshit, they made uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 literally six weeks after each other. The oh same crew as well. What they did was they just wrote one, made it in six weeks, had, like, a three-week break, and then made another one. Ridiculous. Which you can kind oh, of yeah. feel with God. those in the Friday, in like some of the latter Fridays, and in even some of the latter nightmares, you can feel that quickness. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's I it's it is kind of a feat of engineering that they're able to get the movies out as quickly as they did at the time. And I will say that it does show that they didn't put as much time into some of the effects. A lot of the effects are still good in this, but they didn't have like any room spinning scenes or any of the stuff that probably took a little yeah. bit more time to like. Workshop. It's less creative stuff, yeah. yes, but uh, I mean, there's still some good scenes. And the pool scene, that whole yeah. pool scene's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I, think. I agree. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, the Egyptians built the pyramids, and we <laughs> made like 15 slasher films in a very short amount of time. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're equal levels of achievement. They're equal I levels think. of achievement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Egyptian people got shit on fucking <laughs> New Line. Is that who did this? <laughs> And just to digress for a second, I do think a lot about how the pyramids, like, how old the pyramids were already by the time, like, because they were, like, they were built in, like, 4000 B.C. (laughs) Ancient astronaut theorists suggest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was about to say, don't get get me started on wonders of the ancient world here. (laughs) <laughs> Bigfoot did it. Bigfoot built built the pyramids. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Freddy, yeah, Freddy you know, looks a, a, a mite different looks in this movie mm-hmm. than he does in the other ones. Um, he's a little bit gaslier. Mm. Uh, he's meatier, he's, as Chrissy had put it. He's uh, very, he looks like dog food. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. Like, dog food. <laughs> like he looks, if you made a human sculpture out of dog food... That's what Freddy looks like. Yeah, it's more like uh, I the the big difference to me is like his mouth. It looks like it's more like it looks more like he has no lips than oh, the yeah. other films. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's he's like he's like pushing his lips out of the way, like into his own mouth. That's it. Looks like oh yeah, it's it's fucking. He looks gross. He looks like an old man. Yeah, it looks re- it looks real gross. It looks like yeah, he has no teeth. Mm-hmm. But his eyes are a lot different as well in this one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He's he's like the noticeably most different Freddy of all of the Freddies. Except uh, other except, than other than New Nightmare. Yeah, New Nightmare's Freddy. a little bit yeah. different. But yeah. that that was intentional. <laughs> right, right, it's, right. This is like it's like in the midst of see. It's like they were still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> New Nightmare technically isn't Freddy as we know him. New right. Nightmare's right. just his own. This own being that's come into ex- been willed into existence yeah, by, by, by the Raven. writer. Yeah, with a trench writer. coat. He's wearing a trench coat <laughs> <laughs> and a fedora and a proper like a milady fedora yeah. rather than just a squishy. Well, not a milady fedora because those are triblies. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, the the effects in this the effects on Freddy are really noticeably grosser mm-hmm. um, and it, and there's no over the top stuff like we just said like he doesn't have any stretch armstrong arms in this one it's yeah. most of the effects for freddie are uh, remain around like him because, fucking up jesse <laughs> because he's he's now in a physical form this time he's not dream, oh, yeah. he's they, not dream freddie true he's, they, they we're yes. not in the dream world at all in this you don't really that's why there's a lot there's not a whole lot of weird shit happening because mm-hmm. it's not dream freddie it's physical freddie right the yeah. only dream it's stuff, is, the only dream stuff is like the melted room and stuff like that, yes. and that's still all in Jesse's head. Right, and you exactly. don't see Freddy very much in that 
instance because he's still very much trying to get in Jesse's head, so he's not like visible. The only weird thing is the tongue. The tongue comes Ooh, back. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> the tongue does make a comeback in uh, in the greatest scene possible. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. God, I mean. She didn't feel anything different. Like, she just has her eyes closed the whole time. Yeah. She's into it. You don't feel this noticeably distant texture on your chest in the midst of all this? Excuse mate. me. <laughs> she, 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 mate, she, she's just glad that he was doing that and yeah. obviously not being his gay self. <laughs> she's just like, are you Gene Simmons? Uh, <laughs> oh, well, don't. If you say his name, he'll sue us. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? He will. He has a he has a knack for suing people. Just uh, for saying his name? N- no. How would you review a kid's I'm album? I'm saying in general, he has, <laughs> he has a knack for suing people over frivolous things. He has a he's a frivolous lawsuiter. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a frivolous lit- litigator. I thought he, I thought it's like people that reviewed Kiss albums had to be like, oh, and GS did a really good job on this one. When Kiss, don't say his name. Yes. Yeah, he'll come out of the mirror and murder us. <laughs> I, I was just <laughs> referencing the tongue. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, other effects that are in this, like we said, not a lot of crazy ones, but there is a lot of fire. Yeah. There's a lot so of fire, much in fire. There's a lot of fire. The pool scene has the most fire. Yes. And I think my favorite crazy effect is just actually when Freddy is escaping from his, his Jesse husk. Oh, that is no. the yeah. best scene. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> Jesse the husk. coming out of his <laughs> fingers and the fact that he's like tearing out of his body but jesse's and, but jesse's not alive he's kind of like one of those reversible coats yeah exactly but i also <laughs> yeah. love that at that point that i think they had to make it to where jesse was like at least like four or five inches taller to accommodate mm. robert england <laughs> I, uh, i'm still stuck on you saying jesse is a reversible coat <laughs> well he is he's freddie's reversible coat at this point. <laughs> That's it's amazing. <laughs> it's true. It's very true, actually. Um, but yeah, it's I, yeah. They do have to accommodate for Robert England being much taller yeah. than Mark Patton. But yeah, it's just like wow, well, he has to like squeeze out of. Him. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, like Freddy toothpaste. Yeah, that's what it's, it's, it's a Freddy toothpaste. You just squeeze your Jesse, and then Freddy will come out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there, what a, it is actually Robert Englund again in this film. But they are no. originally playing around with the idea of it being just a nameless extra playing Freddy, which is and him dumb. being mute. Yeah, him not talking at all, which is like it takes away from Freddy. They were going to sew Deadpool's mouth closed in this, basically. <laughs> Zach didn't like that. <laughs> that was such a dumb reference. What? Everyone loves X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> oh my god, it's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> it doesn't have enough sweaty teen. Uh, true. Zero out of ten. Oh but, yeah, but, you, but you said the unnamed extra who they cast originally is still in the film He's later. He's in one scene. The, uh, the scene where the, the, the uh, coach gets killed in the shower. Uh, he is the hands or something. I, I don't remember. Coach Leather Daddy. Uh, oh, Coach Leather Daddy? <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, That's how gay this film is. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, the fact that we have an opportunity to have such a phrase is, is pretty telling. Yeah. Um, but one thing we were also going to say about Freddy, and this, uh, Chrissy, you were saying this is like the darkest iteration of Freddy. And yeah, I agreed in terms in- of character. Yeah, I was going to say in terms of what he's doing, because he's not trying to kill anyone outright, he's trying to get someone else to kill for him, which is pretty malicious. It's a candy man. Yeah. But, yeah. On, but on top of that, also, yeah, he's not quippy. He does not have much 
of a sense of humor in this. He's not he funny. Say much either. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, he really doesn't say much. He lays it on thick in this one. And he's like, I've taken over Jesse. Jesse's dead. I'm, I'm Jesse now. Yeah. There is no thanks, Jesse. There is only Freddy. Zool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Where's the only, Super Fred? The only, the only um, real quippy moment he has, and it's not even a quip, is when there's this one guy that's trying to talk him down. And I don't understand why you would try talking to someone who looks like Freddy Krueger. Like, we, we, why do you think any words that you have to say, diploma, diplomacy's not going to work in this situation. <laughs> but he tries to talk him down, and then he just says something like, get out of the way, fucker, and just slices him, and you're just like, oh, shit, how did this have it's any an other It's an example end? of liberalism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just have civil discourse with Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Stop killing everyone. <laughs> oh, fuck. Guys, can't we just have some civil discourse with Freddy? <laughs> He's just... You know, let's hear him out. Well, we're going to put some... There are some UN sanctions on Freddy right now. <laughs> but pretty soon... But let's hear we're him gonna, out, guys. We're going to practice appeasement. With, <laughs> we're going to let him kill a couple children. And then, and then we'll say, okay, have you had your fill? Uh, turns they never out, have their fill. Turns out, no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Yeah, Freddy... I think this is actually the most kills in any... Nightmare. Really? I think so. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people. He kills a lot of kids in that scene. Yeah, there's a lot of people that die. He kills a lot of kids in that scene. So I'm There are six confirmed deaths in that scene from dead meat's kill count, which is usually my go-to for actually counting bodies. Okay. It seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm not sure if it is the most kills. Yeah, we'd have to re- research that. We didn't do... We, we put work into this, guys, but... <laughs> just enough. It's every episode. It's just enough work. <laughs> Woo! Um, but um, let's talk about some characters. We'll get to Jesse because Jesse is a whole thing. But... Jesse is the most mm. important character, and he's a well-fleshed out character too. I like Jesse a lot. But but, we'll, we'll, yeah, get to, we'll get to Jesse. Let's talk about you see some a of the lot other of his characters. flesh. That's for sure. Uh... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about some of the other characters first. Uh, let's talk about his friend. Who wasn't his friend at the beginning and then became his friend. And their relationship is a little ambiguous. They're like I don't Pokemon know. rivals. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesse's red. And uh, what's it? Ron? Is Ron his name? Yeah. Ron is blue. Yeah. Uh, and he has to fight him to uh, after the Elite Four. <laughs> and the uh, coach is Professor Oak. The gayest <laughs> Professor Oak you could have. <laughs> well, no, because he's pretty sadist. He's more of yeah, yeah. Giovanni. He's yeah. Giovanni. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So Ron, uh, early on, they they kind of are uh, basically. He since Jesse is new, they're basically establishing dominance with one another, and they get in a fight where a lot of shorts come off and a lot of shirts are uh, a lot of thrust man, upward. A lot of teen ass is showing. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of manhandling. Yeah. Just so of- um, as a result, they are punished for like the rest of the film. Like they don't. It's not just one day of okay, run laps. It's like every day that they see each other now. See, every conversation they have is like doing push-ups. But the reason why we find out later is because Coach Snyder is just. He's a sadist. Right, he enjoys yeah. other people's 
Uh, Daddy likes punishing people. <laughs> yeah, he likes to punish people. That's how he gets off. That's right. that's why he's punishing them the whole movie. Yeah, also but not in a good consensual him. way. Right, exactly. Mm. This is a this is a non consensual punishment. Yeah, kind of way the the worst kind, the mm. serial killer kind of way. But uh, Ron's kind of tragic in that, like Ron's after that is pretty much just a good dude. He's just a bro. He's just like, hey, yeah, what's up, Jesse? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he helps him out a lot, and they talk about a lot of things. And then eventually, Jesse ends up killing him, and it sucks. That scene is actually pretty sad because like he's making out with Lisa but then he realizes Freddy's coming back and he's like oh fuck and he goes to talk to his bro about it and he's like bro go back out there and get that you're coming in here and talk to me what the fuck's the problem and he's like can I just sleep on your couch please <laughs> and then he's like oh it's happening again and he yep. wakes up you know he's not a Glenn he wakes up he's like bro what's going on and then yeah. reversible coat and then he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just shed this mortal husk uh, and become the the being that I truly frighteningly am. And then uh, and then that scene ends in a really sucky way because then yeah no it ends with Jesse covered in blood and he has the realization that at least part of him did that and, and so that's a, that's a heavy scene yeah. Scream. Oh, he, there's a lot of Jesse screaming in this, and mm-hmm. it's great. He said uh, he was acknowledged as one of the only male scream well, queens. The only male scream queen. There's, there haven't been others? Not that I really no. know of. No. Oh, okay. Um, other characters, Lisa. I like Lisa. Like, she's she's a little bit of an airhead. I mean, she just, she's I mean, she's boring. Jesse's friend. Yeah, she is kind of boring, but I mean, she's there for Jesse. I mean, they, 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 they have a good time. She's um, not a horrible character. She tries to fuck him. She doesn't does. really work out for her. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does, I guess. She gives Freddie that. Yeah. She gives Freddie a weird, gross, meaty kiss. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. is true. Yeah, that was. I felt like that must have been very uncomfortable for chewy. both of them. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> chewy. Like Robert England <laughs> is just like, ah, oh, goddamn it! Like fucking, I this makeup's gonna be ruined now. And she's just like, ah, oh, this isn't gonna be fun. And you oh. can see how uncomfortable <laughs> Mark Patton and her are when they're kissing on oh, screen. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. any kiss between Lisa and Jesse, or any sort of romantic interaction you can see the uncomfortable yeah, it's a little awkward they're just like eh, we're getting paid so we have to yeah <laughs> um but otherwise yeah i think lisa's uh important role is that she kind of figures a lot of stuff out about freddie and how he interacts with the world uh through the diary she finds yes. she mm. finds the old uh, uh power plant and stuff like that so she pieces a lot of things she together for jesse she's definitely the batman Yes. Uh, and, the, you know, she she thing. shows she shows you know she's like oh, I will defeat the evil man with the love. <laughs> she's that kind of typical cliche. She, plot she, point. she has that. She has that planeteer ring. She she has a heart. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> she has the heart planet. <laughs> what does it even do? <laughs> Makes people love each other and the Earth by extension. I guess. It's dumb. <laughs> That one dude's got fire! It stops stops Freddy from killing everyone. That's what it does. Some might but argue somehow that the, he still has a bus license. Some might argue that the heart ring is the most powerful one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Thanks, after school special. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, he needs to earn some money as a side hustle, you know. That's why he drives a bus. Yeah, yeah. Finger knives are expensive. (laughs) There's a he has that one pair in the in the fucking boiler that he can just go get at any time in the fucking what's their name the Thompson house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the parents are they're bad. The parents are stupid. Yeah, we already talked about the dad. He's just stupid. The dad's the worst. Yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah. There's not really any other side characters that really matter. Uh, oh, well, Coach. Yeah, well, well, yes. I mean, we did. We talked about him, though. I mean, he's just yeah, a, he, he's a sexual sadist, and it's non-consensual. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he's the one who uh, I, I, he's in that that club. Yeah, he runs into. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about the Jesse at one point. Chrissy, do you remember what his motivation was for finding, going and finding Ron's place to begin? Or that's not. Is it called Ron's place or Don's place? Something like that. Oh, you mean the gay bar? Yeah. yeah. Like what, um, what was he going no, to find? No, he just kind of goes there. He's kind of in this weird trance. Well, I kind of assume. Yeah, I he, kind of assume it's because he's possessed by Freddy at this point. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. What? What? I, my understanding is is that he doesn't know where he's going, but Freddy does. Oh. Okay. See, that's, I, that's how I understand. Didn't connect to me because it was like I was watching it, and he, he just goes there, and I'm just like, why though? So I was confused a little bit. Yeah, but. that's how I Freddy just wants to fuck Coach Leatherdale. <laughs> but to connect that, yeah, that's where he meets the coach outside of school for the first time, and it's in this gay bar where he's wearing a lot of leather gear oh, and has yeah. a very evil smile on his face. Oh, and yeah. it's very upsetting. I thought I thought the scene was going to get a lot more upsetting when he told him to hit the showers. I thought it was going to go a weird way oh, with it. Yeah. And I think it was about to when he got the jump rope. But this is one of the few times I can say, but luckily Freddy stepped in. <laughs> it's one of the oh, very no, few times. He has a jump rope because it, he was putting it away and it was Freddy. <sighs> Oh yeah, it was all Freddy. Yeah, that was Freddy had the jump rope. Freddy, Freddy's the one who. No, he dragged him away with the jump rope. But uh, the reason it's in the office is because the coach brought it. Oh, in there. it's it's in the office because it's a sports supply closet. True. Yeah, so it's gonna be in there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's okay. gonna it's gonna be in there anyway. Okay, fine. It's, uh, just, just saying. It's all it's all Freddy. Yeah. This movie is just Freddy. True. Yeah. Freddy does shit and it's gay. <laughs> uh, so. Speaking of gay, let's talk about Jesse. Oh. Um, that, <laughs> that seemed like a mean, a mean way to do it, but we're going to talk about it a lot. Of I, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> I mean, watch this movie and tell me. Yeah. He's not gay. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Jesse is... Uh, J- Jesse, uh, the, the thing about Jesse is a lot of it has to do with uh, the background stuff that was happening with the movie at the time. Well, let's talk about so, Jesse first before so, we get into but that. I, I mean, the, a lot of what we're going to talk about Jesse has to do with background mm-hmm. stuff. But Jesse is... Jesse is... Uh, he is... We, we want to say probably an analogy for somebody who's closeted, let's yeah, say. Yeah, or questioning. Yeah, um, he's... Yeah. St- straight up, he's an analogy for someone who's closeted or is questioning. Yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, and, and that's really the only... We were talking about it. There's not a whole lot of themes to this film, like or messages like there have been in previous horror films we've covered. But that might be the only one, is that the, the movie is definitely trying to explore someone who's struggling with their sexuality, and it's definitely putting a highlight on that uh, for a lot of different reasons, both due to the time and due to the person that plays Jesse. So, yeah, there's a lot to dig into in that. But there are some scenes where Jesse comes off overtly gay, such as when he's dancing around, unpacking his room, wearing some Elton, yeah. El- Elton John shades. Uh, I like that he closes the drawer with his butt. Yes. Any, I any, mean, I do that all the time. Yeah. I, I have not enough butt to maybe even do that. But uh, I could try, but I would miss. You're going straight back. How do you miss? Because I don't have enough butt. <laughs> you got you got Hank Hill butt. Zach don't got that back. No 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 no. I don't have a Hank Hill butt. I do have a butt, but I don't have a lot of it. Uh, the, but Hank Hill has no butt. 
okay. I have a but. I have a grabbable, grabbable butt. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the committee on the defense of my butt. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the thing the thing about Jesse is um, Jesse's played by an actor named Mark Patton. Mark Patton is was at the time a closeted uh, gay man, um, but yeah. the thing is, is that uh, David David Chaskin was it David Chaskin. I think it's David Chaskin. Yeah, David Chaskin. Yeah, David Chaskin. <laughs> <laughs> David David Chaskin. The uh, the the he did the the, the screen screen play. screenplay right. Did he do the screenplay? Yeah. Okay, yep. uh, he did the screenplay for it, and he knew that Mark Patton was gay. So uh, there's this whole thing, and over in in, in over the years. There's been kind of a back and forth between Patton and Chaskin saying Patton basically knew that uh, that the whole thing was supposed to be – that Chaskin had written in subtext and was basically forcing it uh, on on Patton because he – Chaskin claims that Patton just played the character gay. That's that's the way that he put it. But Chaskin wrote in like like overtly gay scenes into it. So it's, yeah. it's that sort of thing where it's just like – just like he's he's kind of outing him mm-hmm. without his consent, essentially, and the is big, the whole thing. And the big problem with that was is this is the 80s in the Reagan era, and there was a lot of homophobia. Oh, yeah. And so mm. um, that was a really bad thing for him to do because Pat, uh, Patton was worried that he might not get work as a result if uh, he was openly gay. And so this the way that this movie was written kind of fucked with them, it sounds like. It was definitely took well, a toll yeah, on Yeah, I mean, he kind of quit film like being an actor for a while and he um he ended up becoming an interior decorator yep yeah you know got a bit of interior design he was by his by his own admission mark Patton's own admission he said that he was so emotionally stressed over the whole thing that that's why he quit acting yeah and Mm. and became an interior decorator and that's the the whole thing is is it's upsetting because Chaskin in recent years has has acknowledged that he wrote in gay stuff for the 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 screenplay of it, but that's only in later years when it's less dangerous for him to admit it. But he also still maintains that Patton did what he did because he wanted to. He was like, yeah. he still played yeah, it the way he wanted to. I might have written it, it that way, but he I didn't write it as gay as Patton right. did it. And that, that's his whole thing, and I, it's the whole thing's messed up. And, mm-hmm. and fuck David Chaskin as well. He's gaslighting over Patton. He, he's gaslighting, yeah. and then later virtue signaling. He's doing mm. that uh, that whole thing where he's like, yeah, I meant to write it gay, and because he saw how basic. Now it's like a, a, a gay cult film, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But it, it's that whole thing where it's it, he's just trying to capitalize on whatever is the most popular opinion at the time. Yeah. And it's and it, I mean that it doesn't spoil the movie, unfortunately. But when you look at it through that lens, it, it yeah, it just makes you sad because otherwise this movie's great. And uh, knowing that something like that did happen in the background, and knowing that Patton kind of had his career not ruined i mean he he left voluntarily yeah but mm. had his career cut short when he could have been in a lot more horror films could have been in a lot more movies in yeah. general I, I can say you could still enjoy the film and know that yeah because he, because the, the film the writing and the acting is still there mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's still it is still it's still as good as it, it could be uh but you just have to understand kind of the context of it is is sort of different than you want it to be i guess um, at least that's how I look at it. Big uh, up but, Patton, though, for mm-hmm. donating all of his appearance fees to HIV treatment groups and LGBT youth charities. Yeah, because Patton, uh, Patton has HIV. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So it's yeah, it's one of those things where he's he's at least taking it and contributing back to the community, which is fantastic. Yep. <laughs> then Mark- Chaskin does. Yeah, Chaskin. I imagine Chaskin doesn't do anything. (laughs) Fuck Chaskin, bless Patton. (laughs) Let's 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 say it that way. Mark Patton is a. uh... Is this a game of fuck, bless or marry? (laughs) (laughs) Marry Freddie, obviously. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) David Uh, or Robert England, at least. (laughs) Oh, oh, I would so marry Robert England. He would be the greatest husband. Are you kidding me? He, he can he can come to you in your dreams when you're awake. It doesn't even matter. He's always there for you. Terrifying <laughs> to think about that. <laughs> uh, now now let's let's talk about that supposed subtext, and I say that in quotations because <laughs> it's so overt that you can't really even call it subtext. Uh, is is the way I would say, and, and the subtext being that uh, the, it's a very gay movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I mean, there's the scene with, the, I guess. You could watch it and not really pick up on it. No, I, I no. guess you you could be a person that could. If you're not wa- if you're not really watching it, yeah. yeah okay. If you're if you if, if it's like on in the background and you're you're like Netflix and I'm chilling, doing taxes, maybe. okay. Yeah. I, I didn't tell Stephen that this film was gay. You know, this film was a queer film. Mm-hmm. And I just said, yeah. let's see if you can pick up on something and. Within moments, he was like, this one's gay as shit, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, Steven's a pretty smart dude, though, too. He's very well-read, so he, he can pick up on things that other people can a lot of the time. And that comes with his super senses because he's mostly blind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did he fight crime, too? Can, yeah, does he have, like, daredevil level uh, <laughs> reflexes? He's, a, he's pretty no, fit. But he I know for a fact sm- he does. He can just sniff oh. out the gay shit. <laughs> well, I know for I know for a fact he doesn't have like super reflexes because that one time he had to hold onto my shoulder the entire time at a con. It's like I'm just following you now. Yeah, he can't fucking walk. He can walk as well as I can. But anyway, <laughs> I kind of diverged there a bit. What I'm saying is, if even a blind guy can pick up on the the subtext, <laughs> sorry, Stephen. <laughs> if even a blind guy can can pick up on the subtext, the gay subtext here, I think it's not really sub. Yeah. I would say it's it's more overt than subtext because subtext implies that you would have to you'd have to read in between the lines and you'd have to give something multiple watches to understand mm-hmm. uh, the actual message underneath. Like like Nightbreed, I think Nightbreed's mm-hmm. more subtextual. Yeah, this. definitely. Uh, it, it is still pretty strong subtext, but it is subtext and Nightbreed. But this is more overt. I this think. is I would agree. this is as you've written in our little uh, um, structure. <laughs> As you've written in our structure, it is dumb text. It is. It's dumb text. It's not subtext. Uh, in keeping with the BDSM, the fame. Yeah, and we, and we said the 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 most of like most of the screenplay in the middle, everything that's neither here nor there. That, that switch text, you know. So yeah, feel free to use all of these uh, to 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 your liking. Switch text implies that throughout the film, it becomes less subtle and more subtle. And, and, you know, <laughs> that's uh, throughout the film, it just changes. It's one of the first film, first horror movies that I can think of that had a fucking straight up gay club in it. Yeah, I, I can't think of that many yeah. movies that do off the top of my head. It is, um, it is, like, a, yeah, it's it's very, it's embracing the gayness, mm-hmm. I think, a lot. And you uh, said part of that was, we talked about because it was the 80s and because Ronald Reagan was president and there was so much rampant homophobia at that point, they were actually trying to shine a light on it and change the perception for the 
chief horror audience at the time, which or the chief horror audience of any time, which is adolescents. You know, people that are coming of age. What, you know, one of the things that uh, that Chaskin said, uh, supposedly in his defense, that fuck, uh, <laughs> had, had said that he wanted he he didn't come right out and say it in the eighties about like how gay it was because he felt like it would. Uh, he he felt like it wasn't the mass audience that he wanted to uh, get at the time. He said that it would confuse the psyches of young boys. At the time, like it was so, it was such like a roundabout way of saying like I didn't want to get persecuted, essentially. Um, it, which you know, him being a straight guy, that is his privilege. Uh, but the thing, the thing is, is a lot of there was there was so much homophobia in the eighties that for them to actually, I mean, for them to actually put the things on film that they did in this film, I think were were is actually kind yeah, of yeah. It's genuinely surprising that a film that gay. Came was able to get into theaters in the Reagan era and didn't get pulled. And I think it's it's largely due to the fact that it's fucking nightmare too. And, you know what I mean? And didn't <laughs> get a, in some ways didn't get an X rating mm. because a lot of there's a lot of examples uh, throughout film history, not even just in the eighties of of gay sex scenes being considered uh, R rated over like sex scenes that are the same quality in a heterosexual sense. Of being PG thirteen, uh, like there's a lot of examples in, in films of of gay sex scenes being considered more taboo, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as we know, it's it's that whole like we've talked through this whole month about gay squashing media, and even mm-hmm. like we're, we talked in the news section about the even Gellian thing. Yep. That's the straighties don't like it. Yeah, they're they're scared. They're scared to acknowledge things within themselves. I think is part of it. Uh, at least that's how. Well, I but it, that's that's a big chunk, and then just them listening to religion is the yeah. other chunk. Like yeah, at least in America, I don't know what because there's, would... there's a lot of other cultures in the world that are religious but aren't as they don't persecute the, like uh, you know gay people as much. And I don't know. It's just the, the weird Protestant American style of Christianity that fucks I would with say people. in the DNA maybe yes mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that people's conscious efforts in general because there are a lot of people that are not religious that are against uh, homosexuals like it's it, it's it, they think in in a lot of their excuses nature is a lot of their is like in nature there are not many examples of homopho- uh, homosexual and they're totally uh, right. activity <laughs> Which, they're completely wrong homosexual yeah. Bats? So, yeah. Bats, bats. have one of the highest... Hom- bats have a higher homosexuality rate than we do. That's weird. Nice. And this, this is bizarre, yeah. I mean... So, fuck you, people who say it's nature. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's... Uh, what I'm saying is I don't think it's completely religious. Because no, I, 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 yeah. I don't want to outright slam people that are religious. Oh, yeah, me but, neither. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like a lot of it, it does stem from Christianity... Uh, a lot, but uh, it, at least in this country, like I at least in this um, country, yes. With the eighties as well, it was a bit more religious because you had what, like Pat Robertson and oh yeah, fuck. anyone oh, else that Joe Afro talks about. Yeah, Tipper Gore, like that that whole yeah. thing where they were talking about yeah, they're talking about the violence in video games and uh, musical lyrics and all that stuff, and they're trying to bring lawsuits against bands that you know are talking about taboo things, so to speak, it's fucking censorship. And the only other is, thing, right? is, the only other thing about the eighties is, I mean, we already talked about. HIV, but I mean, HIV, this is the outset of it. This is when the public really, it became into the public consciousness. And so people were just scared. 
There was, was just an outright. This is actually a pre-HIV uh, pandemic uh, movie. Was it really? Yeah, it came, out, just, it came out before all like all of that. I associate it with just the eighties as a decade. <laughs> it, well, yeah, but it, it, it was more uh, mid eighties, like after eighty five. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 whole thing is like, if if it had come out after the whole the whole crisis that that we had and and how we were you know how there were so many gays that were persecuted, it probably would have gotten pulled. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. The thing. If it if I it had so. if it had been afterwards, it probably would have gotten pulled, and then just you know. That just speaks to the whole censorship of it in, in general mm-hmm. again. So, I don't know. Mm. It's upsetting. <laughs> it, it's it's weird to think about in, like, that thing of, like, man, if this had been made, like, a year later, it would have got pulled. It would have been, you know, people... Or, or just not the movie. It would have been banned. It would yeah. have been typical. Would have probably tried to sue Robert Englund at this point. <laughs> good good luck. In, in any, any less political and socially conscious sense, we probably wouldn't have had uh, Dream Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all I was going to say is it probably just wouldn't have been the film that we know now. It probably They probably would have, yeah, taken away a lot of the, the homosexual aspects and stuff like that and it replaced it with just... It would have been heavily just, edited. Yeah, just the popcorn it, blockbuster stuff. It probably would have been become a cult film faster than it did, actually. Uh, yeah. Probably because, you know, all those underground, you know... They, you take something away from somebody, it's like they want it more. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm of course. saying? Yeah. You know, it's like that sort of uh, that sort of thing. It's the reverse psychology mm-hmm. thing. But um, uh, it, it's interesting because this did become a cult film for a, a gay cult film, like where it, in the 21st century specifically, where they realized, oh, this movie's really gay, <laughs> and they kind of forgot about it because you know it's just in a long line of sequels. Uh, yeah, of, everyone of a, kind of forgets about this as a sequel in general. I noticed because Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors, everyone knows. Mm. Yeah, it's because Dream Warriors is fantastic. (laughs) So many people skip Freddy's Revenge. Like, when, like, years ago, when, because I'd only ever seen the first Nightmare, younger than I should have, and when I went to, like, watch the sequels, somebody told me, oh, just skip two, just skip two, you don't want to watch two, it's boring. Huh. And so I'm like, well, one, no, because I never skip things. (laughs) Hence why I'm even watching this fucking JoJo part, even though I hate this part. I don't don't skip. (laughs) So I watched it and I'm like, no, this is great and really fucking gay. Hey, I'm like 16 and mildly have some, you know peripheral thing of what's happening in the world and what the world is. This is kind of cool and really gay. Yeah. And now when I watch it as a 23-year-old queer, I'm just like, ooh, this is gay. <laughs> give me that gay shit. So very gay. <laughs> give give uh, me that coach leather daddy bullshit. Cause... Sip on that gay juice. Gay <laughs> Hold on, let me just take a slurb of my gay juice. <laughs> Tastes like <laughs> rainbows and making straight ma- straight men mad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, ball sweat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that. I well depends. In this movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot um, of sweaty teen. 
Ugh, yeah, pretty yeah. much half the scenes with Jesse in them, he's just just covered in sweat. It's very glistening, is what I'm trying it's, to say. It's a choice. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> I'd have made that choice. <laughs> yeah. but, no, uh, but I, I think I think before it was a cold film. I think it's interesting for to to kind of analyze why it was skipped over a lot because it's you know if you look at it from a story sense, it, it didn't have Nancy in it. That's why mm. that's why Dream Warriors was so good because it like tied the story back together. Mm-hmm. Like it like it, it was like okay, let's get back on track, sort of thing. Like to seem kind of like a like a detour. Yeah, and yeah. like you don't have the same Freddy either. Like Freddy's a lot more dark, like we said. So maybe that was a turnoff for a lot of people. Maybe they just didn't like that style. They yeah. wanted to get back to let's make Freddy funny again. Come on now. Yeah, because yeah. I mean. Yeah, even in one, even though he's serious, he has his funny moments. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in this, he has no funny moments. <laughs> yeah. He just has yeah, ganger, which is gay anger. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I was um, drinking yesterday. I had a lot of time to think about what I was going to say today. That was that was the culmination too. Was that one joke? <laughs> Side note, I do like that the the slogan for this film was "The Man of Your Dreams has returned." Ooh, uh, I like he that is too. the Man of My Dreams. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's he's definitely grosser than the first one, though. But uh, mm. uh, but I think I think part of, that's also part of it why people may have skipped over it because it's a less enjoyable Freddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's. Uh, people when they're looking at surface level things like that, even though the gay is there, it's very apparent. I uh, know they, a lot of people who skipped it because it was gay, but that's obvious. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know them anymore, but yeah, right. you yeah. can tell why they skipped it. Yeah, they say, "Oh, it's boring," but really, it's because it's gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 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 you know, re, like we said, it resurges as a uh, as a cult film, and uh, there's a lot of like midnight showings of it and all that sort of thing. It's a uh, it's a great uh, it's a great LGBT film, I think. Um, not in the same sense that like Nightbreed is, because Nightbreed is more like overtly about the celebration of that sort of thing, I guess. Um, mm. But. Yeah, it's it's still pretty good. It was high, high up on the gay yeah, list. Yeah, it's for the like era, this like, like we talked about. It doesn't demonize yeah. it either. It doesn't demonize the whole gay subplot. It doesn't. It's, it's just it's like, oh hey, this is gay. And gay exists in the world. Don't know if you knew that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't demonize it, which is good. Yeah. Which I think is why it is such a great uh, mm. gay cult film. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about some of our favorite moments. Um, mine I already talked about at length uh, is just when yeah when he's coming out of his uh, his Jesse coat. Hold up, boys! Hold up, boys! We're going on patrol. <laughs> what? what? Wait, what? Uh, hold up, boys! You're going on patrol. You know that meme of like the the everyone in their coats and he's like, oh wait, I haven't got my coat on yet. There we go. Is this a specifically British <laughs> meme? No, it was like no a, idea it was what like you're a talking stupid about. Paw I don't know what you're talking meme. about either. Oh, is a oh, is a Paw Patrol meme? Oh, no, God. Thought Patrol. Oh, thought. Oh, thought oh God. Patrol. Okay, no wonder I haven't I was like, seen. I was like, Paw Patrol. <laughs> Are they bastardizing another children's cartoon like they did Peppa Pig? <laughs> oh no! Yay! <laughs> nah, it was. Um, Christian looked at me dead. And, oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it was a Thought Patrol meme. It was like people in co- big like coats. It was stupid, but. That's what I think of when Freddy is shedding his Jesse skin. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kristen did look at me dead in the eyes the other day, and she's like, is Pe- Peppa Pig good? <laughs> and I had to sit there and lie to her and be like, yes. <laughs> I, 
I like it. No, I love Peppa Pig. Don't get me wrong, but like as an adult, it's hard to watch much more than the one. Are uh, do you know yeah, how to whistle episode? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you watch a whole bunch of episodes in a row, like children do, then yeah, yeah it's it hard to old, watch. My but... my niece, my five year old niece, is very much into it. And it's yeah, so good my... for kids, though. Like it's a, it's a perfect kids show. That's why I like yeah, it. Yeah, my three year old nephew constantly asks me to put it on, and it's like no. <laughs> <laughs> you deny them the pepper? Come on! Well, now. no, I just, I'm yeah. just like, no, just go in the garden and play instead of sitting indoors all day. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> plays with the cat. <laughs> yeah, I loved playing with the cat when I was a kid. Uh, well, and now, and, fact, and now, yeah. I love cats. <laughs> I don't know if so, you do that. What are y'all's favorite moments in this? <sighs> um. That's that's tough. I actually, even though it is upsetting, I do like the scene where Ron gets killed. Um, oh yeah, that whole thing. Same yeah, yeah, that that whole scene. It's just a really good scene because I mean, sort of on a lot of levels, mm-hmm. just because you know that 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 that's like right after he was like with his girlfriend and he runs to his yeah. friend's house. And <laughs> yeah, that's a whole thing. You know, and, like, I mean, it's also like basically when the plot. Like, advances oh, of yeah. him knowing, oh shit, I'm pretty now. It is definitely a climax moment. Yeah, yes. exactly. So it's, I. It's it's really good. It's really Mine good. is a choice that we haven't really spoken about in this episode. But um, the intro, the intro scene where they're on the bus and Hell then yeah. and then they're on the teeter tottery like Clash of the Titans yeah. style looking like set. Yes, and Freddy's just literally just fucking up the bus and going towards him, and just <laughs> laughing. And then he wakes yeah. up screaming, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's Jesse. That's how he wakes up." <laughs> Like, <laughs> like oh, okay. Same music starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> just... No, yeah, we hadn't actually talked about the bus scenes very much, and it's really funny because yeah, no, it's the first introduction you get to this film, and it's uh, and it's like some of the only dream sequence parts that you have is like the bus, really. So yes. it's interesting we hadn't talked about it. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like a lot of the budget was spent on that scene. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. They like filmed that scene, and then they that's like one of the first scenes they film, and then they're just like. Oh shit, that was a lot of money. We spent all the money. Because <laughs> they made like the ground crumble. Yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff. They had, to, I don't know how many buses. They Where had is Elm Street located, by the way? Do we know? Um, uh, Ohio, isn't it? Well, it's never outright said, I don't think, but it's, uh, what's the name of the city? It's like Springvale. Springwood. Springwood. Is it Springwood? Okay. Yeah, Springwood. Yeah. Oh, this is where I think it's meant to be in like Ohio or like Illinois. It's mm-hmm. somewhere. Midwest. And I know it's a dream, but he still drives him into the desert at the end. I was like, hold up now. <laughs> you just answered your own question. It's a dream. Okay. Like, it's Freddy. He can put. He can make deserts wherever he wants. Yes. He just. He secretly wants. He's taken him on a new Vegas trip. <laughs> he's. They're going into the wasteland. They're going to go into the Mojave, and Mister New Vegas is going <laughs> to sing at them as Freddy. He can put a somewhere. desert at the bottom of the ocean. Ooh. But it wouldn't be a desert, then. At the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> well, actually, no. The ocean is actually considered a desert, I believe, isn't it? I don't know. No, it's a, it's like the, the tundra that is. Like, places that go no precipitation are deserts. But technically, I guess, the ocean doesn't get precipitation either, because if you're under the ocean, it can't rain. Flowing underground. Anyway, <laughs> it was a Talking Heads reference. Uh, anyway, uh, let's... Uh, some break it down break it down let's break it down <laughs> so watch break down break watch down. this movie yeah no this um, is a good one 
don't skip over it, especially if you're doing like a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, marathon. Definitely watch this one. Do not skip over it's it. It's an important one. It, 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 Story-wise, yeah. it may be a bit of a detour, but it's still like a good story in itself. And it's also, if you're if you're going for just lore reasons, if you're not watching it because of s- subtext or whatever, uh, it's, it's one of those where you actually see Freddy possess somebody, mm-hmm. which is the first time he ever does that. It's the first time where you kind of see that he has like, he has like physical limits. Um, because he is mm. possessing somebody. So it's kind of an interesting, like, from a lore standpoint, it's an interesting one to watch, I think. And they get all touchy-feely with him at the end, and that's how he dies, and that's important, I feel like. I know. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. He's defeated by the power of love <laughs> for a gay man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unwrap all that really quick in your head, and then yeah. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but as, as we say with most of the films we cover, unless it's a their bad episode, uh... Watch it because yep. it's good. Yeah, it's good. Go, go, go! Watch this great movie. Yes, I, I give it uh, four dead cats. Oh, <laughs> if we make that a thing, I'm gonna be very, I'm gonna be no. very upset. Actually, <laughs> I, uh, I'm always saying okay, it, we give it four dead party guys. Okay, yeah, that's nice. Uh, and then like. Well, four and we're not going to say what number that's out of. We're just going to say four dead birds. That shows. was the saddest scene, by the way. That wheelbarrow full of beer all just exploding. Just I, I felt the emotion in everyone's face as soon as that happened. And you do understand that I'm saying four dead cats because it makes you upset. I right? know. <laughs> I'm just trying to upset you. I also <laughs> love cats. <laughs> <laughs> this is what friendship, guys. Friendship. I mean, you, you live with yeah, each right. other. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Yay! It's uh, been a good one. This is uh, this has been a great Pride Month for us. I think it's we we covered uh, a lot of great uh, gay media, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we'll have a lot more next Pride. And we, I, yeah. I am excited that next episode is going to be episode twenty. Yes, yes, it is. We've, I'm We've done this 20, 20 weeks in a row, give or take some change, not, where we, yeah, where, where we weren't. Definitely not in we a row. We weren't on the ball. We, we, we've done 20 yes. weeks <laughs> of this, which is a whole lot of talking. It is. It's a whole lot we of should talking. add up all the time that we spent talking. None of it has gone anywhere. <laughs> it's all just talking into the ether. We are just critics. I mean... <laughs> In a sense, yes. I mean, we are, I, I like to think of ourselves as researchers and journalists to a certain degree more, but uh, kind of. we're critics. Do I get to be Jay Sherman? No. Who's that? Because I'm short and mildly fat. I don't even know who that is. I'm <laughs> sorry. Jay Sherman from Red Letter Media. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not shit. That's, no, it was in Jay Sherman from the, the cartoon, The Critic. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I, I, I don't even. I get. Although I am the I am the bowman of, <laughs> yeah. of, the, uh, of the group, yeah. but I'm not that cool. So. Yeah, but it's a. Uh... 20, episode 20, we're doing something special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You're, y'all are going to like episode 20. Um, although, uh, so I actually categorize those episodes separately. Well, don't, don't spoil it. I'm just saying mm. that it, it technically won't be called episode 20. Okay. But actually, technically, this is episode 20. Yeah. Because that their their bad episode, I didn't put a number on. Oh, so technically, this is episode 20. Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, that was their bad one. Yeah. Well, stre- yeah. streamers and confetti, then we hit 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but... This will be their bad, too. Yay. And... Yeah. 
It's a doozy. Be second one off the list, essentially. <laughs> yeah, <we're> right. <laughs> Look, we, we, we did make a list of films that we want that we had to put on there bad. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you guys put Mothman prophecies on it, but fuck off, your decision. Fuck off, I swear Mothman to you. We'll start a whole scared. new episode right now of why I don't like that movie. No, no, no. no, no, no. We, we don't have time. Uh, but uh, Yeah, I need to go get my subway. Basically, thank you all for sticking with us this long. For sure. uh, we just hit on yes. on the Pinecast. We just hit 800 listens. Oh wow! Uh, which is oh wow, uh, neat. Which is like more than I ever thought we would hit. Uh, let me see how many subscribers we oh, supposedly have. And Pinecast is really bad about keeping track of subscribers properly because it says we have 60 subscribers, but at some at one point we had 75. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna guess 100. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna take a median of the two and no. maybe do 70, but okay, you went uh, a different way with it. Never I'm mind. gonna just say it's 100. So let's assume that there. I don't think it counts like Spotify people who subscribe to us on Spotify, which I know a couple of people I know. Yeah, and there's a few um, people I know that have subscribed to us on Spotify. So I, I'm not sure what the numbers and I, are. I know a couple of people who subscribe to us also in the Apple podcast Ooh, as well. Yeah. So. Big up, big up Liam there. They're doing that <laughs> literally in front of me when I last saw them. Sick, yeah. And so, we, yeah. And it's hard, it's hard to keep track of those numbers just yeah. because Pinecast numbers are really difficult to keep track of. But thank but we you love for you all. sticking with us. Thank Yay. you. Yay. We love you. We'll be back next week with some bullshit. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's going to be great. Later, guys. See y'all later. Bye.